even after all these years, from time to time, I can recall instructions that my parents gave me when I was growing up. Often my father's instruction centered on a work ethic that was necessary so that all of us would help out, would share the jobs that needed to be done in our household and on the farm. My mother's instructions often had to do with personal hygiene. I have long forgotten how many times she said, go wash your hands before you come to the table. And then her theological reasoning. Cleanliness is next to godliness. And when you're six years old, it's pretty hard to argue with God and your mother at the same time. Best course of action, go wash your hands. Today's gospel begins with that controversy related to the washing of hands. And Jesus wades into this realm of human behavior, the law of the tradition, and the thoughts of the human heart. Only Jesus could uncover a profound teaching from such an ordinary and seemingly minor exercise. But that's so often the beauty of Jesus' teaching. As a keen observer of what was going on in ordinary, everyday life, he had the ability to mine something profound. When he mentions the example of washing cups and jugs and kettles, one wonders how many ways there can be to wash these utensils. Of course, the gospel is not about the correct way of doing the dishes. The tradition had to do with what was known as ritual purity, not kitchen etiquette. And it began in the days when the high priests washed their hands and their feet before they went into the tent of meeting or eventually into the temple itself, that holy place where they offered prayers to God on behalf of God's people. Their gesture was a sign of worthiness and reverence. In the Jewish tradition, the commandments held great power because they came from God and they came through Moses, the revered Moses, and they carried the very will of God to God's people. And they were not meant or understood as restrictions, but rather positive directions for living in wisdom and truth with generosity toward each other and social harmony. They cherished these words of God because they believed that being faithful, they would live in right relationship with God and God would remain faithful and just toward them. They were the words of life. And as the author of Deuteronomy says, that life would be a witness to all the nations. 
generations later, these commandments, these words of God, had become somewhat distorted and expanded, thanks to the thinking of some of the religious leaders, especially by the scribes, the scholars of the law, and the Pharisees who chose to enforce the commandments as they understood them, as though they were, however, human laws. Jesus takes exception to that practice on more than one occasion. And although Jesus respects the law of the tradition, he sees that many of the additions and the scrupulosity of the Pharisees have taken away from the word of God and turned the law into burdens and shackles and made their own traditions more important than the word of God. He goes so far as to call them in today's gospel and in other places hypocrites, telling them that they have lost the way to holiness. And then he quotes the great Hebrew prophet Isaiah, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That's a spiritual ouch. And so Jesus moves the law of cleanliness from the hands to the heart. It's in the heart, he says, where the true disposition of one's relationship with God really rests. Out of the heart, Jesus says, comes the good in words and actions that bring life a life that is wise in the way of God and worthy in the sight of God. Of course, he also cautions his listeners that evil thoughts can also originate from the heart and all manner of unworthy deeds and actions can result. We know that's true. We might even add our own words and actions to that list that Jesus gives us today. And we need to be reminded that those words and actions are not always innocent. Words can become weapons that demean and destroy, but they can also bring healing and sympathy and affection. And these are the words that unite us with the living word of God. The many customs and practices in our spiritual life would be otherwise empty if they are not rooted in a heart that is shaped and informed by the love of God. It's easy to inspect our hands to see if they are clean. It's more of a challenge to examine our hearts to discover sincerity in Christ-like intentions. And so we take to heart the words of James today, who says we are to be not only hearers of the word that has been planted in our hearts, but doers as well. And be sure to wash your hands.